This is Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson from TeachersPD.net, giving you effective teaching and learning strategies for your classroom. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Effective Teaching Podcast. Today, I'm going to break a bit with what I normally do and actually talk to you about a book that I've been reading this week. So this book is called So Good They Can't Ignore You, and it's written by a professor called Cal Newport. At the heart of this book, Cal's saying that the advice to follow your passion is actually bad advice. Instead, what we should be doing is developing ourselves as craftsmen. Because what he says is that once you get good at your craft, it is then that your craft becomes your passion. So to become a craftsman, basically what you need to do is to spend some time to develop and master what he calls rare and valuable skills. So skills that not everyone has and that people highly value, something people would pay for even. And you do this in order to develop career capital. And career capital is essentially about you being really, really good at your job or at your craft, so much so that people really can't ignore you. To do this, what you need to do is a thing called deliberate practice. A deliberate practice comes from Ericsson, who stated that expert performance is not based on talent, but on practice. Now, Cal takes this a bit further and identifies that it is not just the hours of practice, but it's actually the hours of deliberate practice. Now, deliberate practice is when you stretch yourself just beyond where you are comfortable with the goal to improve your skills or knowledge in that particular area. Now, this applies to everything from math to creative arts to PE, whatever it is you happen to be doing or you happen to be teaching, deliberate practice can apply to you. So, deliberate practice requires knowledge of the chunks or of the criteria that are required to measure what is a expert performance. And these are used to then improve your performance. So, your practice then stretches you in one of those chunks or in one of those criteria, one of those areas that you've identified that are part of an expert performance. So you're going to practice that is just beyond what you're capable of in order to improve one of those chunks. But you don't want to go so far that it's actually unattainable. Furthermore, in deliberate practice, you need feedback, particularly in relation to whether you are getting closer to your goal in terms of that expert performance in relation to that criteria or that chunk that you're looking at. So key to this is the deliberate practice of a skill at a higher level in order to master the skill or to master the craft. Now, I chose to talk about this because I think it applies to our teaching and to student learning. Students need to be able to practice skills in relation to goals and criteria and receive feedback frequently in relation to these to really master the skill or to master the knowledge or to master anything that is going to be beneficial to them later in life. As a teacher though as well, shouldn't we be applying such insights into our teaching practice? So in order for us to improve as teachers, we need to know what expert teaching looks like. We need to understand the criteria that we can use to describe and explain what expert teaching is. We should then be developing at least one of these all the time by extending ourselves in this area and getting feedback in relation to the goals. So when we're looking at deliberate teaching then, or deliberate practice in relation to teaching, let's start by selecting an area that we want to use to stretch ourselves. So 
Choose a specific area of expert teaching and identify ways to improve this. For example, if you struggle to use tech in your classroom, find an expert in this area and get some advice of what you can do to begin to stretch yourself. But this does not just mean that you go straight off and try practicing it over and over again. First, you need to learn about it. You need to actually go and do a course, do some online courses maybe, like the ones that we have at teacherspd.net. Maybe you want to read a book in this area, whatever area it happens to be. You want to just spend some time actually learning about it before you try and apply it. Then I want you to apply it. That's what you should be doing next. So you're selecting this area that's your area of weakness that you want to improve or an area that it may not be your weakness. It might be something that you're just okay at and you want to make sure that you're an expert in it. Basically, you pick this area and you might want to use you know, the teaching standards, for example, to work out which area you're going to work on and then try it. But don't try it on your own because the next step to deliberate teaching, to deliberate practice in relation to teaching is actually to get feedback. And so that requires you really to open the doors to your classroom. If you keep your classroom closed and you think that it's just your little domain where you have the power and where you can do things your way and that if someone comes in, it's some kind of personal attack or there's some personal agenda, you need to put that to the side. Open your doors and let people come in. Get feedback from people you know that are good in the area that you're looking to improve. And just get the feedback on that one area. That way, they're not going to attack you in any way. They're just helping you to get better. If you need to record your lesson and share it with others for feedback, I'm actually looking to set this up as a system in Teachers PD over the coming weeks where teachers will record and share and provide each other with feedback that is specific to the area where you are actually looking to improve. So find some way of sharing what you do in your classroom with someone else. And remember, the more feedback you get, the better you will get. So keep repeating the process. Do some more reading. Develop your skills further. Have more discussions with experts. Try it again. Get more feedback and repeat and repeat and repeat until you develop yourself to the point where you consider yourself to be an expert in that area and then choose another area and keep going. Now, when it comes to lifelong learning... I think that this model is actually us modeling lifelong learning to the students. Shouldn't we be learning all the time as well? And I think the idea of using deliberate practice and what I'm going to term deliberate teaching is actually a really key thing for us to motivate and help our students. See, you will begin to provide better teaching because you're constantly working at becoming an expert. You are always looking to improve your practice and this will naturally help your students to learn the skills required for lifelong learning. And possibly even the motivation because suddenly they're going to see you going through the motions of what learning looks like, going through the struggles, overcoming obstacles, that grit that's needed to really get through to become an expert. And students will then to see that motivation to get over those hurdles, those setbacks in learning are really possible and that if they're motivated, they can get there, they can achieve it. So you can apply deliberate practice to your students' learning as well. You can help them to master what they are doing because as Cal Newport identifies throughout his book, it is through mastering a skill or an area of knowledge and becoming an expert. Once you get to the expert level, that what then allows you to make your skill or what you're doing your passion and that leads to satisfaction in life. So I want you to give it a go. I want you to start by finding an expert teacher or at least someone who is an expert in the area that you want to develop. Learn about the area you want to improve. Try using the standards. Try just analyzing what the expert teacher in front of you does really well. And then learn about it. Try it out. 
get feedback and repeat it until you master it. Then share what you learn with others. Help others in the areas where you are very strong. The bits of maybe the standards or something that you do in your classroom that you know you are expert at. Share it with others. Invite others into your classroom to learn from you and also for you to learn from them. Maybe even join the Teachers PD community and we can do this all together. You've been listening to Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson. Please visit teacherspd.net for more effective teaching strategies and online professional development.